This is a podcast from Your Dubai 92. That's not it. All right, you this week we delved into the kitchen family's talent for impressions of the animal variety. And there was also a bit of baking that was done in the studio. Plus we annoyed the entirety of the Arabian radio network, the ARN News Centre. Every single one of them. We reviewed some movies as well. And there's all your faves like Two Topic Tuesday. And we work from certain celebrities' homes and even a news Nadia checks in to see if we've been paying attention with her weekly news quiz. <coughs> Winner. Do you get in touch any time? No one likes smugness. It's breakfast at Dubai92.com on the email. It's your Dubai 92 breakfast. With George and Kitch. I did some baking on the weekend. What did you make? Well, I had to go around to... Oh, you were going to make your the Anzac um, biscuits? I successfully made Anzac biscuits. Yay! Yes! Now, I've never seen these before. Well, they're sort of the world's first protein bar because they were designed for the uh, the troops in the First World War. There's no egg, and they were designed that when you eat them, they stay fresh for a month. I'm interested. So it's yes. oats, sugar, producer Roger, I know you uh, are a vegan, but you love your sweet things. I have to say... Is this like we have Kendall Mint Cake? So that it's, it's in your backpack in case you get stuck up a mountain for a month. It could be. Yeah. It could be, but the only problem is the, the precursor is it's slightly burnt in the bottom of them. I don't know how I did that. Oh, I could manage that. So anyway, <laughs> it's coconut, oats, golden syrup. You just have to smell them and you know they're absolutely delicious. They're crunchy on the outside. A little bit, I left them a little bit chewy in the middle. They look really good. <laughs> so uh, Check these the out. The Anzac okay. biscuits are the traditional Australian... i better get some hand sanitizer. Traditional Australian biscuits. I can just about smell them over the hand sanitizer. They're wonderful. Watch out. They're a bit busy. Try not to get a burnt one. Oh. <laughs> Gosh. I know, oh, they're, they're strong. They're strong. It's sort of an old-fashioned protein bar. If you can imagine, you've got oats and sugar. It's straight in there. It's not even, it's not even waited for us to finish this link. Straight in there. Delicious. <laughs> 25th of April is Anzac Day, where you have your Anzac biscuit and you have your fun, and yeah, you go for it. I'm impressed. I didn't actually do any baking this weekend. I did cleaning. It went a little bit wrong because um, I washed the duvet cover on Friday morning. There's like nothing you more do. painful than trying to get the duvet back. Anyway, go on. And I set it out to dry. And by Friday night, it still wasn't dry, so oh. I had to sleep with the blanket off the sofa. <laughs> so I've ordered off Amazon as a special treat for myself, a uh, new duvet cover, so I don't have to wash it in the one day anymore. You'll be getting a new one each week now, won't I you? I know. Just because you can't wash it. Like <laughs> David Beckham in his undies. Your Dubai 92 Breakfast with George and Kitch. <laughs> and we're very excited this morning because we have one of the funniest ladies in the world. Melissa McCarthy. I didn't realise she was so funny. She's amazing. I love her. And she's welcoming to the show. Good morning, Melissa McCarthy. It is great to have you on. Hey, good morning, guys. We've been so looking forward to meeting you and having a good old chat. Let's get into it. All right. First question I've got to ask. I've always been wondering this. Did we hear that you've recently been working on a really good Australian accent? Good day, mate. You caught me. Amazing. Why were you doing that, Melissa? Have you got a bit of a thing for our resident Aussie? Yes, I'm glad he's single. <laughs> so are a lot of people. I am single. The funny thing is, I also think I'm very, very funny. I knew it. So he's single, he thinks he's funny. And Melissa, he also feels like everything there is to know about Bluetooth, headphone technology, he knows. Yeah, I'm uh, really liking this Sennheiser True Momentum Wireless 2 at the moment. The 7mm drivers are absolutely unbelievable. You. Oh, wait, 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 hang on, hang on. 
That was a pretty short relationship. Just a few minutes. I mean, it's probably not the shortest, but it's not that far off. Isn't it great? Yeah, it was great. But you know, Melissa, Hollywood splits can be a bit messy. Isn't Kitch pretty much entitled to half of your estate now? That's inappropriate. Actually, George has a point now. Think about this. I want to know what I'll get half. Is it after our relationship ends? I live in a van down by the river. Well, I still want half. <laughs> Do you mean you've tricked us into believing that this lovely house is your home? I feel like we've been hoodwinked. Well, that's a big word, isn't it? it big is. word. It is. We better say goodbye now before this gets uh, weird or any more weirder. Thanks, Melissa. And goodbye, my lover. Bye. George and Kitch. On your Dubai 92 breakfast. Back in the day when we had CDs where you'd leave it running because you're doing something around the house and five minutes later, the secret track comes mm, yes. up. You remember that? And it would really creep you out the first time. It did, but I was too much of a nerd that I used to get the CD and if the CD said song 341, I would put it in the machine and then do the reverse elapsed time to see if the time on the track corresponded with the time on the, on, the, on the track. So then you knew when track 11 had an elapsed time of 13 minutes. Taking all the joy out of the fear of they're, finding they're that secret get, track. Do you understand why I sometimes have social problems of trying to fit into a crowded room? Sorry, just think of the headphones. Think anyway, of the headphones. enough about me, enough about me. Your Dubai 92 Breakfast with George and Kitch. Making our way through everything that's been going on. TV, Netflix, what's the series you've been seeing, George? I've been watching Ozark on Netflix. I was a bit late to the game. It's in its... We're in the third season now. Jason Bateman? It is, yeah. I love Jason Bateman. Never ages. No, he's lovely. He really is. He's just, I said, there's something about the way he wears a pair of jeans and a shirt. I just you know, very much enjoy watching it every day. George is watching it every day with the sound down and doesn't even notice. <laughs> too busy looking at Jason Bateman. Yeah, that's how I spend my time. Apart from that, though, I watched uh, one of their films, new-ish, I think, Spencer Confidential. Featuring Mark Wahlberg. Featuring him. Picture this. Dirty cops. Some big politicians all working together. When I was a cop, I was trying to take these guys down. But they framed me. So what's the plan? We're going to blow this wide open. You want in? No, 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 no. You don't get the cold gun. Hawk is the name of a man with a shotgun. Spencer does your taxes. That was good. I'm going to let you have your little gun. I like him because he's a man's man. He really is, isn't he? So this is the plot synopsis. To unravel a twisted murder conspiracy, a former police detective returns to Boston's criminal underworld. If you're thinking, I've seen this before, Mark Wahlberg's been in it before, you're absolutely right. It's essentially just the film that he's always in. It's very much straight to TV. Like, the camera work is... It's low budget. It's unusually low budget. I think they just spent it all on the people that are in it. Post Malone's in it. Not a huge part. He's one of the prisoners. Well, he's got the tats. <laughs> you can't mistake Post Malone, can you? It's enjoyable to watch. It's a couple of hours of escapism, but don't be expecting one of his higher quality films. You know what? If I had an invitation to train with Mark Wahlberg at half past two, how could you ever knock that back? It was James Corden that did, wasn't it? Somewhat. He said a few people. He's always like, yeah, sure, come over, train with me. You'll train. And... No one ever does. Yeah, well, like, yeah well, um, I'll, I'll give like, you a call yeah. and we'll book a date. In. How could you not turn... I mean, sure, you would make. I would make a fool of myself unable to do any of the exercises, but 80% of success is just showing up and I, you, you could, it'd be a chapter in the book, your life book, training at 2.30 with Mark Wahlberg. Anyway, Mark, if you're listening, I'm more than happy to, <laughs> to train with you. Spencer Confidential, check it out on Netflix. What do you give it out of 92? 
44. Yeah, right. It's all right, you know, waste a couple of hours if you need to. Well, my review, it only take me eight, took me eight years, taken me eight years, Hunger Games. I didn't really even know what the Hunger Games was. I thought it was always a TV show or even a video game. I a book really originally, had... wasn't it? Well, it was a book. Mm. But someone said you should get into the Hunger Games. And I was like, all right. District 9. So I flicked it on and I... <laughs> i got to be honest with you. Play the trailer. I volunteer as tribute. Our tribute, Peter Malark and Katniss Everdeen. They just want a good show. That's all they want. There's 24 of us, Gail. Only one comes out. I didn't get it. Like, I just did not get it. Like, I got halfway through and a friend recommended it to me and I messaged going, am I missing something? Is there meant to be some sort of social commentary? Are we meant to reflect on our lives? Yeah, it's set in a dystopian future where poor people are pitted against each other to eat. I just, I just didn't, I just didn't, didn't get that I just, bit. Un- yeah, I got that. But I was like, well, like Why? Is it meant to be futuristic, nerdy, sporty? Like the TV commentators have got, like, they look like Captain Cook but with a blue rinse. Uh, Yeah, Um, I think it's supposed to tick all those boxes because I put off watching it for a few years because it's not my kind of thing at all and I expected to completely hate it. So I enjoyed it a bit because my expectations were so low. Fair enough, I get that. I haven't gone back and watched any more, though. But uh, but I just don't... Jennifer Lawrence looks like she's nine years old. Katniss. They were brilliant in the film. It was well made. Yes. The acting was fantastic. I mean, Donald Sutherland, Woody Harrelson, he's just basically playing himself. The lady. What's the lady called? Elizabeth Banks. Elizabeth Banks. Thank That's you, producer the one. Roger, in the background. So it was. It was just. It was hard going. I mean, I had to. Yeah. I had to f- go to Wikipedia and follow it. I didn't. I just didn't. Like. Or halfway through, I just had to put in my head. This is a modern-day female version of Predator. <laughs> yeah. Where they're in the jungle and someone's trying to kill them and only one will survive. And as soon as I flick the switch in my head... That makes I, sense. I managed to get through the next half an hour. To the end? Didn't have the catchphrases. I didn't hear, if it bleeds, we can kill it, or Dylan, get to the chopper. There was none of that, but I still got through to the end. The catchphrase is, may the odds ever be in your favour, am I yeah, right? No. So there's a poor man Star Wars. Oh, I understand that. Poor man Yoda. <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor man Yoda. Essentially That's an what amazing review. Uh, Out of 92? Uh, 57. Okay. That's quite a solid score, actually. I expected lower. No, look, it was well made. The acting was good. There was a lot of good things about it I could appreciate. Just didn't understand the story. I'll probably end up watching the second on the weekend. I heard the second's better than the first. Oh, uh, why not? What else you got to do? So we didn't enjoy our films. Producer Rog, have you watched anything decent you can tell us about on the way? I have. I have rediscovered a legend of the film industry, and it's not Adam Sandler. Adam um, Sandler, if you're listening, I'm just. we're not angry. We're disappointed in you, Rog. Well... Listen. Living Saint, you called him a legend. It won't take much for him to get back to number one, but I don't know if anyone's ever said this before. I'm going to go out on a limb here and say Tom Hanks is a good actor. Tom Hanks is the best, man. I love him. How how many awards? (laughs) Academy is two, isn't it? Yeah, Philadelphia and Forrest Gump. I mean, look, that's stating the obvious, but he's been in the news a lot recently and and for obvious reasons. I thought, right, I'm going to go back and revisit Tom Hanks. So I made my extremely patient wife endure my whimsical fancy and I, I decided to do uh, Tom Stock or, or Hankstonberry, but Tom Stock worked better. So we watched in the last week... <laughs> Tom Stock works. Tom Stock works. Run me through the Tom Hanks marathon. We watched Castaway, Forrest Gump, Solly, Charlie Wilson's War, 
Captain Phillips and Apollo 13. That's six. Yeah, yeah, we had one day off. He is a good actor. He's I know. Fantastic. I know sometimes because I'd watch Tom Hanks playing Tom Hanks because he's, you know, he's the uncle that you want, isn't he? Yeah. However, and stuff like Solly, you forget. Yeah, you forget you're I watching actually, Tom Hanks. I'm really disappointed at that list of Tom Hanks movies. What well, do you I mean, I could have done six completely different well, ones I, that were just as good. I, yeah. I, look, that's re- I reckon 80s Tom Hanks. I mean, yeah. you can't go past Splash. Splash. Wow. Big. 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 Yeah. Turner and Hooch. Turner and Hooch, Hooch is that. his best one. Yeah. Yeah, old school. That is the, that is the ah, yeah, you know he's, just, he's always whinging. Would you leave Forrest Gump in? Forrest Gump. I remember going to see that. I was in year seven and I uh, I cried. Jenny, I cried. Jenny. And, but also I loved about it was because I was this will surpri- this will shock you. I was always different to my friends growing up, and really? I was the yeah yeah really yeah because your friends sound weird. And, uh, and, <laughs> <laughs> and they used to laugh at me. Because when everyone, you know, went to the chippy and to get your soft drink from the bank back, they went Pepsi and Coke. And I always went for Dr. Pepper. Ooh. Well, oh, what's wrong with mate. Dr. Pepper? I mean, what even is it? But then in Forrest Gump, you know, he goes to meet JFK. Oh, yeah. And then he knocks back like 18 bottles of Dr. <laughs> Pepper. And I was like, yes, finally, I am normal. And now the beard. <laughs> And, and the now beard. the beard. Yeah. Listen, I'm not saying Hankston Berry is necessarily finished. I could revisit hundreds of his films. He's brilliant. Yeah. So yeah. in a lot of these films, he goes right to the edge, cast away. Hankstock? What about Hankstock? Okay, okay. We're getting bogged down. Sorry. But, so that's in the films. And a lot of these are true stories. He's actually recently done that. He's been, he was quarantined, him and his wife. Um, so in times like these, there's a man that knows, as humans, how we get through these difficult situations. And I recently heard him on an interview with a podcast in the UK, which is called the Kermode and Mayo Film Review. And they asked him, if you could say anything to our listeners, short and sharp, how would you sum it up? How would you make people feel better and less anxious about what's going on in the world? And he nailed it. Have a listen to this. Four words. This too shall pass. You having a rotten day? This too shall pass. You having a great day? This too shall pass. <laughs> It's, it evens out. Life is a big bell curve. No matter how dark, no matter how wonderful, this too shall pass. I love him. Tom Hanks, that's good. What was the podcast again? It's called Kermode and Mayo's Film Review. It's from the BBC. It's really good. And he's one of the survivors of COVID-19. Yeah, exactly. All the more reason. Guarantee they'll make a film out of that, of, of his story. He probably already is. What? Sitting, sitting, sitting in an apartment for two weeks playing so, cards with his wife? You've watched him on a desert island for two years. Now you're going to watch him in his apartment for two <laughs> weeks. I want to watch a Tom, a Tom Hanks movie now. Yeah, I do agree with you. <laughs> it's your Dubai 92 Breakfast. With George and Kitch. Do you want to play a game? I'm, I'm always happy to play a game. What have we got? Okay, amazing. We're going to calculate your next travel destination. Oh, fantastic. Could you please, sir, choose a number between one and nine? You can play along at home. One and nine. I am going to have to pick number Six. Could you multiply that by three, please? 18. Add three. 21. Multiply by three again. 63. Add the six and the three. Nine. So number nine, you will be going to... Oh, stay at home. Ah, thank you so much. (laughs) I was getting excited about going to Greece, going to Italy. Producer Roger. I picked a different number. I got nine. Stay at home, Rog. (laughs) No! (laughs) It's your Dubai 92 breakfast. With George and Kitch. Breaking up over Zoom seems to now be a legitimate thing to do. Needs must in this instance, and it's better than a text message. That is true. 
but, you know, everything's relative. People are having meetings via Zoom. They're getting laid off via Zoom, letting no pay cuts. So why wouldn't you end your relationship? I mean, if it's your wife you're living with, you know you've got a problem. <laughs> but, <laughs> there is that. But nevertheless, in these times, there's an issue. Now, uh, the dating app Tinder has now opened up its borders. So, in what way? In so that now if you pay, I read this article uh, online the other day, certainly for people in Australia, that if you pay for the, the subscription version of Tinder, right, because <sighs> there's, the, disappointing. there's the free one and then there's the one you pay for, it will now no longer restrict you to a certain country. Oh, okay, right, yeah, because um, you can't see any of them, so what does it matter? Yeah, so so suddenly it could be that situation of you could be linked to people in New Zealand. What about, you know, if you were wanting to use Tinder in the United Kingdom, suddenly you're open up to people from Ireland and France. You might as well go for a lovely accent. Well, this is it, because you're all stuck at home anyway. Yeah. Why not meet someone and engage with them on text message, and maybe you could even... Sorry, my headphones just broke. Maybe you could even, you know, have a nice Zoom date with someone... You know, on the continent, and you're there in the UK. This is the world we're living in. Yeah, why not? You might as well have a few of them. So use up some time, look at different uh, lounges, really, views out of the window. Why not? No, share the views. Exactly. This is, we could see some great relationships, long-distance relationships happening. So uh, the new way is Tinder to meet someone internationally, and then you break up with them via Zoom. It's a whole new world. Do you know what? I'd actually probably rather, if you the worst was to happen, you're going to be broken up with or laid off, I'd rather over Zoom. Because then you haven't got to leave and get home. You're already home. All you've got to do is press leave meeting. <laughs> you're in the comfort of your own home and you can deal with it. I like that each generation now has a legitimate reason to say to their parents, but things are different now, Mum. So <laughs> you we, don't understand. When you were 25 and you've got text messaging and online dating and messaging, you're saying to your parents, but things are different now, Mum. It's not like when it's always the same as in my day. <laughs> and then now the next generation's going to come through. There's going to be 16-year-olds that are getting dumped over Zoom and having dinner dates on Zoom that'll be saying to their parents again, back in my day, we just, we just met via Tinder, you know, and then we went for dinner. Now you're on the computers the whole time having your dates. I've never even met him when we've been together for 25 years. Zoom is really coming into its own. I'd never even heard of it back in January. Was it really around? I mean, we've always had different applications. I mean, there's Microsoft Teams, uh, Microsoft own a few video voiceover internet protocols that have been around, but Zoom has never been one of them. And now suddenly we use it four times a day. I'd never paid attention to any of these things. I'd heard of Microsoft Teams, but I didn't feel it was relevant to my life. And now it certainly is. So if you are either you know in a meeting or if you're planning on having a date virtually, be aware of video call background personalities because we all think about before you go on what you've got behind you. I always have this terrible painting, which is not mine. It's a rented apartment. Don't know what that says about me. I guess that I'm in a rented apartment and I don't care enough to move things around. But we have to show you're very smart, lots of probably unread books. Uh, and you see yes, them do course. this on the news, don't you? When you've got an expert, they're always in their study and always surrounded by books. Or ask you whether people will be in front of their lounge window. Well, they certainly are in the UK with the cat scratching to get in, but that's by the by. We've got a blank off-white wall. Stay out of my private life. It's none of your business. I'm here because I have yeah, to be. Yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that. Um, the one that's in the gardener on the balcony, yourself, Kitch, the wild child. What's that? As in, I'm a bit of a wild child. Oh, I'm, I'm on the fresco for the call. Look, what I like to do is I've discovered this is my new... I'll tell you at the end my technique. Go okay. through it. Um, 
This is a random one, but I hope it happens. Harry Potter, that's the person in a small cupboard, who's locked themselves <laughs> away to get a bit of privacy. I know there's a lot of people doing radio shows from the loo. That's the I have kids personality, the locked echoing Give bathroom. Me some space. And you can draw your own conclusions about what might be on the kitchen worktop. Yeah, I think that's exactly right. My tip is you can change your virtual background on Zoom. As you go, preferences, change it. And there's some default pictures in there of, you know, the Golden Gate Bridge. You can put a nice picture you might have taken of some scenery. But the best thing to do is, just before the meeting, turn on the camera to record. <laughs> and just record a minute, like a minute or two of you sitting there nodding, and save that. And then you go into preferences, Zoom, virtual background video, and you get that video of you just sitting there talking nonchalantly and nodding. And then that just rolls over and over and then you can take your wireless headphones off to the couch and you can sit there and you can look at your phone and you can chime in every once in a while and no one knows the difference it's the best way to do meetings it's genius i did it the other weekend no one knew (laughs) (laughs) your dubai 92 breakfast with george and kitch Uh, morning russell how are you I'm great. How are you? Doing very well. What are you up to today? Are you working from home? I'm working from, working from home. Yeah. <laughs> nice. And how's it going? Are you staying sane? Uh, just about, yeah. I think we're on about the sixth week for us now. Another four weeks to go. What, what, any tips? I've taken up card magic. Have you? <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah. I've got a mate at home who does that. He comes towards you, the pack of cards. You're like, no, Steve, put them down. So I hope you're better than that. <laughs> what, what's your go-to uh, trick? Hope, hope so. uh, there's one called Red and Black. And what do you do in Red and Black? I need, I need some tips here. Uh, completely shuffle deck, and then the person from the audience can cut the deck as many times as they like, and then they predict whether the next card is going to be red or black, put it into two piles. 99 times out of 100, it's 100%. And I take it your family members are the audience these days. Uh, they are, yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. Audience at the minute. And it can be no coincidence, Russ, that the famous magician Dynamo is now back on the scene. So, uh, you know, you guys have never been seen in the same room. Maybe you are Dynamo. I wish I was that good. George and Kitch. On your Dubai 92 breakfast. Two Topic Tuesday is back. It's been considered by the boss as the favourite part of the week. And this week, as my voice breaks, producer Roger, you are the judge. I certainly am. And I've got the topics that you're going to be linking from one to another. We've decided that Kitch is going to go first first. because he's excited. And George is is the champ. She's got a... Nine times. Nine times champion. Now, I haven't got the same scoring matrix that you uh, developed last week, so oh. I'll just go random again. Well, yours is, you love your own random scoring. Okay, what are the topics I've got to go through? Okay, Kitch, you will start with Home Alone 2, Lost in New York, the film. Many say the finest of the franchise. I agree. I agree with that many people. And the, your finish line is a combine harvester. e gum. Yes. Home Alone 2. Home Alone 2 is the classic 1992 American comedy. The film is about, and let's be honest here, a slightly sick-looking 10-year-old boy who is in at least in need of some sunshine, Kevin McAllister, who somehow, unbelievably so, manages yet again to be abandoned by his dopey parents. I mean, honestly, the first one was bad enough with his parents leaving him behind to go overseas, but two times... How has no one reported them to the Department of Community Services by now? The film, though, is very, very funny. Starring Joe Pesci, it's set in New York City, but it is now more widely known as the film that starred American President Donald Trump, (laughs) who often describes the film as an unbelievable motion picture. It is just so unbelievable. I love it. I love it. It is just 
So good. Fake news. In the film, President Trump directs Kevin to the lobby of the legendary Plaza Hotel. The Plaza Hotel is a 20-storey luxury hotel which opened in 1890, overlooking Central Park in New York City. It is widely regarded for its French Renaissance chateau-style design and is considered to be one of the USA's national historical landmarks. Strong music history there. The Beatles stayed there on their first American tour. Other performers included Liza Minnelli, Andy Williams, Miles Davis, even Sir Elton John, who once paid 100,000 dirhams for a night in the private suite. Sir Elton John is a bona fide music legend who has sold more than 200 million albums over 50 years in the industry, with the most popular being Goodbye Yellow Brick Road at 30 million. A man known for his tantrums, but it's a little known fact that he has never, ever had an argument with his songwriting partner, Bernie Taupin. When it comes to songs, Elton writes the music, but Bernie writes the lyrics. Bernie Taupin is an English poet-lyricist who went through a stage in 2001 where, to cover up his bald head, he only wore caps. His cap of choice was a favourite green and gold cap by the company. John Deere. John Deere is the brand name of Deere & Company, an American corporation that manufactures agricultural, construction, as my screen has died, and forestry machinery, diesel engines, drivetrains, heavy equipment and lawn care. It had profits last year of $37 billion USD and is currently trading on the New York Stock Exchange at $138 a share. And of all the products John Deere is known for, it is best known for the tractor, which is able to reap, thresh and winnow a variety of crops at once, otherwise known as the Combine Harvester. Wow. Outstanding! Wow. That was impressive. I enjoyed that. I didn't know how I'd get there, but I got there in the end. You did. <laughs> I thought that was a hard one today. Uh, you, I mean, you missed some opportunities for impressions there, I noticed. You mentioned the Beatles, didn't do any of your Beatles impressions. That's true, that's true. You mentioned our favourite El- Elton John, didn't do your impression of Elton John. But we did get Trump, which is we my favourite. did favorites. get Trump, which was a high point for me. It's a li- little bit of bending the truth there. I've never heard Trump talk about uh, Lost in New York. Who was in it? And did, did I want to see a picture of Elton John wearing a John Deere? No, it was Bernie Taupin. Yeah, Bernie Taupin, okay. I will find it. It was on the I'm documentary that was made about his album Songs from the West Coast in 2004. Okay. He's backed it up with facts. Um, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. I got 13 different topics there, links in the chain, as we'll call them. Wow, I thought there was less than that, but I'll <laughs> yeah, take 13. That's a lot. I thought there was four. Out of nine. Really? <laughs> I think just a few random facts as well. Uh, very angry at the parents, which was good. I enjoyed it. I'm going to give you a mark you down for lack of impressions. Oh, 73.2. You know, I'm going to take that as a badge of honour. Anytime I'm marked down for a lack of impressions. <laughs> and he's means, a brutal scorer. Yeah, that means that I... I, I, I you know. Out of 92, 73.2. You're undefeated so far, George. How are you feeling going into this one? Are you confident? Yes. The topics, please, producer Rog. Well, just very quickly, I've Googled uh, Bernie Taupin, John Deere cap. <laughs> Bernie Taupin wearing a John Deere cap. I've Over Googled there in Penn's Corner. And I cannot find it, That George. score is on the board, my friend. That um, score is on the board. I'm docking you um, five points. So you're what? 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 68 so points. Hang on, what happens if later on today I can go through all those documentaries and I find a picture of the cap? And your score will be reinstated. Yeah. Well, I know what you're doing this afternoon. I'm sitting through every Elton John documentary I watched about songs from the West Coast, featuring the hit single I Want Love with Robert Downey Jr. on the video clip. I know because I've seen the documentary. Right, you've had your moment. All right, funny enough. George, okay. what are your topics? George, what are... your topics are you will start with the astronomer Galileo Galilei. Galileo. And you will finish with Lassie, the classic American TV show. Here we go. The astronomer Galileo Galilei 
middle name, Di Vincenzo Bonalti, was an Italian astronomer, physicist and engineer, sometimes described as a polymath from Pisa. Galileo has been called the father of observational astronomy as well as the father of modern physics, scientific method and modern science. Here are two things you may not know about him. His middle finger is on display in a museum and he spent his final years under house arrest. Instead of watching Netflix in pyjamas, which we now know to be the thing to do these days, he worked on his final book, Two New Sciences. This book received high praise from Albert Einstein. Einstein suffered, as I now do, from a terrible memory. So if you're getting a bit foggy after a few weeks at home, not to worry. The purpose of our memory is not to remember facts, but to help make intelligent decisions by retaining only valuable information. This no longer includes what day of the week it is, but if you're wondering, it's Tuesday, the middle child of weekdays. <laughs> the middle child in a family tends to be the peacekeeper, psychologist Lehman noted, and often possesses traits like agreeableness and loyalty. They've also found it's common for middle children to be sociable, faithful in their relationships and good at relating to both older and younger people. In contrast, the younger sibling... Hello. Yes? ...is said to be manipulative, attention-seeking and self-centred. Very true. Perfect to become famous, as many of them have, including stars like Mark Wahlberg, who is the youngest of nine, Michael B. Jordan, Harry Styles and Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise has now acted in over 53 movies and is well known for doing a lot of stunts himself. He does use stuntmen when he has to, though, who are, in general, completely unknown. Brad Pitt actually played a stuntman in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood called Cliff Booth, but the odds are you can't name any real stuntmen, but perhaps you know a stunt dog. To which Brad Pitt would be allergic, as he is allergic to dogs. Lassie, the famous rough collie dog, was played by Pal, who was originally rejected as he was male, but he impressed so much as the stunt double dog, he ended up being given the role. The child actor who played Jeff Miller was also allergic to dogs, so ended up leaving after three series, but Lassie, the classic American TV show, carried on with a different actor and ran for 19 seasons in total on CBS. Oh, wow, unbelievable. Oh, very good. 19 seasons? 19, I know. Before you get to your points, I know you're doing the, the final tally. For me, it was all about the fact that Tom Cruise doesn't like dogs. That was the one thing I took out of it. Yeah. Was he allergic? It was, no, it was Brad Pitt, actually. There was nothing to do with Tom Cruise and dogs. Oh, really? Yeah. What did I think of Tom Cruise? Because I you went from Tom, Tom Cruise. Ah, oh, OK. I heard Tom Cruise, yes. What score have we got? Oh, my word. Um, well, I, I dropped you some points because you made a strong statement that you might not know the name of any stuntman. I actually do know the name of stuntman. Who? Russ Swift, the guy from The Italian Job. My dad sold a motorbike to that guy. We're getting bogged down. <laughs> We're getting bogged down. We're losing points all over the shop. Interestingly, here. lengthwise, it was exactly the same, give or take five seconds, uh, as Kitchens, which was good. I got I got 12 chains, 12 links in the chain. Nine kids, Mark Wahlberg, who knew? Yeah. Uh, Polymath from Pisa won it, though. It's a solid <laughs> 75.1 yeah, here we from go. George. So it is the winner. Because alliteration always wins the game. <laughs> is, that a, is that a tenth win for the Rylands? The Rylands are Woo-hoo! ten. Yes. Yes, we're back again next week. <laughs> it's your Dubai 92 breakfast with George and Kitch. Would you like your latest Netflix obsession? I most certainly would. What it have is we got? time, and they have yet again delivered. It is called The Last Dance. Now, this is a documentary miniseries, although I think there's about 10 of them when they will come out. There's two at the moment, April 27th. Uh, I think all the rest come out, so then you can binge it. Now, this is about the 1997 to 98 Chicago Bulls. 
that to me would mean nothing really on its own. Okay, it's basketball, NBA, that's cool. Um, but you've got the people that they're talking to are Michael Jordan, like Magic Johnson, all the names that even I know. I now know some other names like Scotty Pippen, Scotty Pippen, Horace Grant. Is he in there with the glasses? Uh, that doesn't ring a bell Phil yet. Phil Jackson, the Larry coach. Bird, Larry Bird, all the people 33. that were playing them at the time. I love a documentary. I don't know much about basketball, but I've been really enjoying it. But there was one thing that stuck out to me because they also have other famous people, not sports stars. And they had a chap who was sitting talking about growing up and, you know, wanting to go and see the Bulls but not having the money for a ticket. And, you know, it explains who they are on the screen. It said, former Chicago resident. Well, that chap was Barack Obama. Barack Obama, former Chicago resident. And that's all they said about him. And I loved it. You know Michael Jordan's big when you've got two former American presidents. Bill Clinton. Bill Clinton. I've wanted to get into the documentary. I think it occurs to me, is there a deal, right, when you hit the top notch of uh, political life, when you become a president, a prime minister or something, where it ages you by, I would say, a good 10 years? Yes, yes. And then the day you leave office, you get eight of those years back instantly, facially. Because look at Barack Obama now, how much younger he looked than when he was in office. When they did those comparisons of when he got... When did, when did Obama get in? 2008? Yeah. So when he got in, and he was just a good-looking guy... Jet black hair. Fresh, crisp. And then by 2016, I mean, he, he had the hair of Santa Claus. He'd yep. have gone white. You know, he had a few more cracks. He just looked like he needed a good sleep. He had a few more creases on the face. And then maybe it's just he spent the last three years hanging out with George Clooney on the boat sailing the Mediterranean or through Bora Bora with Oprah Winfrey, and he gets those years back again. Well, the first week... After he'd left office, do you remember the pictures came out? He was on a boat with his family, and you could tell eight years had dropped off him. I think a deal is made. That's what I'm saying. It's quite clear to me. Do you think there was anything to do with the fact that he started looking good when he'd signed that multi-million dollar book deal, and his wife had signed a book deal? Remember that had anything to do with it <laughs> you as think well? They've had some help. <laughs> I don't know. Bill Clinton, I watched it, didn't really age that well. He just, he looks weathered. I mean, classy. He should look a lot older than he does, though, considering everything. Yeah. That's I mean, not been a stress for life, has it? <laughs> Bill Clinton's had a lot of stress. Maybe that's why I enjoy going to the basketball so much. <laughs> Took the stress away. I'm Bill Clinton. <laughs> <laughs> I heard a rumour that this was filmed around, is it focused? I haven't seen it. Is the 1997 series? Yes, 97-98. series. Yeah. So Jordan filmed it and never wanted it to be released. And it was a couple of years ago where I think it was LeBron James was getting all these accolades of being considered the greatest of all time. He's <laughs> like, whoa, 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 whoa. That Michael's picked up the phone yeah. to the producers and gone, hey, guys, it's time. It is time. <laughs> and hung up the phone. And they've released it in the middle of this pandemic where everyone wants to get involved. But genius. It is genius. But I think that it goes to show you that they were, Michael Jordan is the, in a team of alpha males, is the alpha male. And there's also, uh, you're forgetting uh, Madonna's ex-husband, Dennis Rodman. Dennis Rodman, yeah. At the time when he had, like, rainbow patch hair. So that's uh, fun to look at always. What a character to try and manage him. But just the, I mean, obviously, I know basketball players are tall, but the sheer size of them when you've got, you know, normal-sized people just sitting watching and they're just giants. It's insane. I really want to go and And watch a game at the Staples Centre or something. That's 20 years ago. They're even bigger now. But when will it stop? It won't stop. It will keep going. So what would you give it out of 92? You got a rating for the first couple of episodes? 
<laughs> for the 90 suits, it's going up to oh, yes. <laughs> 82 out of 92 currently on the basis of two episodes from someone who knows nothing about basketball. Oh, those suits, they're like, it, they look like that shiny microfiber. You know, and they're, are they more the, 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 having not seen it, are they the earthy brown yes. with like the dark sort of green um, shirts? And then they sort of tapered in a V with the big shoulder pads and they sort of go in. Yeah, and if you think about the height of these men like Scotty Pippin, he does look like Mr. Triangle because you've got these huge shoulder pads and then there's, you know, he really goes in at the waist because he's well, um, 10 foot tall. So it's, it's a thing of beauty. And then you've got all the, like, the management who are a little on the chunky side in their big brown shoulder padded suits. Well worth a watch. It's amazing to see that once Michael Jordan left the, te- left the team, uh, the coach Phil Jackson, uh, didn't really have that much more success. The legendary Phil, you know. Odd. Uh, odd that way. Uh, if you want to check it out, it is on Netflix, one of the great documentary series. What's it called again? It's called The Last Dance. George and Kitch. On your Dubai 92 breakfast. Yesterday morning, Nadia was in here with a story about a family in Europe uh, that had got a pet kookaburra. And all of a sudden you cracked out the most amazing kookaburra impression, which shocked all of us. Yeah, it wasn't too bad. <laughs> Your impression was good, and that's nice, and there's the bird. I want to know about Papa Kitchen's impression, because something tells me he might be able to pip you on this. Hey, Dad, how are you? Yeah, good. Hey, <laughs> Mr Kitchen, welcome to hey, the show. Thank you very much. Now, now, yeah. what are you saying, Dad? You can't do it anymore. If you're retired from your kookaburra well, call. Right, yeah, I've, got to warm, I've got to warm up. Just a minute. Just a second. That was ridiculous. He wasn't cheating. Uh, right, okay. <laughs> I don't know about that. George and Kitch. On your Dubai 92 breakfast. What's the one place in this country that you've never been to that is going to be the first one you go to when the, the sterilisation project's over? Mangroves. I want to go and see the mangroves, which yeah. is what I was aiming to do anyway. Abu Dhabi, I believe. Okay. You can do the walk, and they made it bigger for this year, and it looks amazing, and that is where I want to be. I think we, producer Roger, did we smell those when we went down for the uh, the Chili Peppers con- uh, concert at Marina Circuit? I think it was salty air, but it was in the same <laughs> sort of place. You know, sometimes mangroves have a really pungent smell. He's just missing the smell of the outside. <laughs> Maybe that's exactly what it, it is. Smells a lot like outside air. Mangroves would be a really good one to do. Similar area to where we were for the Chili Peppers gig, yeah. Yeah, yeah wonderful. But in the meantime, I've got a humidifier ordered and uh, the essential oil, which is ocean mist, has arrived. So, you know, it's pretty much the same. Magnificent mangrove wasn't available? It wasn't available. Sold out, oddly enough. You know, maybe that could be an idea for business time after nine o'clock. <laughs> out, different sort smells of, of the outside. Smells of the outside. World. Not all of them. The nice ones. That's Ma- genius. Mangrove would work. Um, what about uh, s- salt, sand and sun cream? Yes. You know, so you light it when you're in the bath. And Oh, oh yeah, because as nice. a Brit as well, the smell of sun cream, it means holiday to yeah, us, yeah. like massively. Yeah. Like, yeah. oh, that totally. smells like a good break. For me, mangroves had been on the list for a while. Wish I'd done it. Haven't. So it's there. Something to nice to look forward to. Yourself? I haven't seen much of the UAE between here, Abu Dhabi, uh, you know, been up to Russell Kamer, uh, Fajera, they're all lovely. But I think I want to go to uh, Hatta. I haven't seen the dam. Very nice, very green. 
Oh, I like that. And then do the kayak. Yep. You There's know, loads of stuff you can do there. Really? Mm-hmm. Not, I thought it was just the kayak and get the hot, the hot selfie. Do some hiking, some Ooh, I walking. Like hiking. I like walking. Yeah. I like hats. Pretty sure they've got food up there as well. So. I had hatter. Yeah. See? See? <laughs> so many boxes ticked, <laughs> including dad jokes. Yeah, yeah, wonderful. All right. So hatter it is for me. I mean, <laughs> even Alain. I, I might even do a sneaky trip around Oman. I just want to go to the beach. Yeah, definitely. Oman's lovely. <sighs> and then just come back in. Just, I just want to go and lie on a beach. And I've just got, I really want to like jump into a body of water, a lake, a sea, a beach, whatever it is, swimming pool, anything. I just want to jump into water. In my new, in the apartment I've been in must have been about four weeks. I look straight on our good friends, the Leroy Meridian. And even when the lights go down at night, the lights are still on at the swim up pool bar. Oh, that's beautiful. I I see it there and I look at it and I love it. It's the first thing I'm yeah. looking at that bar going, yeah, just all these places on the planet that are closed down. And here, just right in front of me, 50 metres away, is just somewhere that I could be at my happiest on this planet. You know what that is? That's a view of the future. It is. You know, it's going, I'm going to get there someday. You take a picture and send it to me later. I will. <laughs> Thank you. George and Kitch. On your Dubai 92 breakfast. And this is a very exciting day for us because today... The man who has let us inside his home, this magnificent rural Australian property. It's a huge honour to spend time with the one, the only, Russell Crowe. Today we get to sit down with the man who's won Academy Awards, BAFTAs, SAGs, Golden Globes. He's the owner of a football team, the South Sydney Rabbitohs. Rabbitohs, that is the team. Okay, and now he's with us. He is with George and Kitch, Russell Crowe. It is good to catch up again. Morning, how are you, man? Look, really good. You know, one of the reasons that uh, we've been allowed, I guess, in your house today is because we do have some exciting news. Now, there is news of a brand new television series, a Netflix series that you've been working on. Now, before we get into that, because this is such a massive story, this is a world exclusive, what made you want to take this project on? Well, as you know, you know from all the conversations we've had over the years, it's always the story for me. It's always the narrative, you know. And the project is a new Netflix series. It's an incredible project. Some big names are involved. And it's all about our beloved producer, Roger Pryor. It's entitled Darling County's Roger Pryor, the story of a carrot cake loving vegan. So many projects come your way. What made you want to take on one about our carrot cake loving vegan Roger? And, you know, when they first started talking about Roger, I didn't really understand the full journey of his life and to drill into it. And it's a very complex and rich life. But it was very interesting to dig into this guy's full cycle. I know we work with him every day. The thing is, though, you're a bit older than our producer, Roger Rusty. You've got a lot more hair. You're certainly a lot fitter, maybe 20, 25 kilos lighter, I'd have to say. How are you working on looking like our producer, Roger? At the end of the day, there's nothing that I could do is really make me look like Roger. He had a particular look, so... What you're saying is, Devs, you just couldn't do anything. But you've had to rely on makeup to add the 20 kilograms for the role. Hours and hours and hours every single day of, of massive prosthetic makeup. You're seeing two ball caps and cheek pieces and a full neck piece. Well, I mean, the neck is the fattest part of Roger's body when you think about it. Is there any of you in this, Rusty? Is there any of you that we can recognise when we watch the series? I mean, the only part of my face you really see is 
a little bit of my forehead, my eyes, and my mouth. The rest is just these prosthetics. And the first application took six hours. Six hours. That is a long time. In this Netflix series about Roger, our co-host, Lachlan Kitchen, is a side character. I'm hearing rumours it's a dark series. Is anyone portrayed in the movie in a positive way? By its very nature, nobody gets painted in a great light. Really? I know that Roger's got a mean streak, but what about Kitch? Or should I say Lockler, which is his first name? How is he represented in the movie? Um, but, you know, I'm sure that Lachlan are well used to understanding the fact that they've put themselves in a position of influence that makes them valid historical figures to be fictionalised. Well, that is actually right. That is actually right. Can't agree with that. Can't disagree. Well, Kitcho has been saying, sorry, Lachlan, as you refer to him, he's been walking around telling a story that you've been messaging him about the updates. Is that actually true? Um, and, you know, I passed a message on to Lachlan saying, look, the bloke that's playing you is tall and good-looking, relax. Yeah, see? See, I've got nothing to worry about. I have absolutely nothing to worry about, which is quite... Quite funny. I'm not worried at all. Now, this Netflix series, Darlington County's Roger Pryor, the story of a carrot cake loving vegan, doesn't quite have a, a good ending, does it? It's quite, it's quite sombre when it wraps up. You know, the way that he was taken down was because of how he had begun to treat people and the sort of the, the callousness with which he, he was doing that. That's fascinating. I am yet to see that side. Now, Rusty, you've been very generous with time. I know you have to go, but one last question. You've been studying Roger for years, reading about him, analysing him. What would your final thoughts be on the man? But in reality, Roger seems to be um, a lot of fun to hang out with, you know? Well, that's true. Congratulations on your body of work. It's amazing to speak to you. We can't wait for the Netflix series. Darlington County's Roger Pryor, the story of a carrot cake-loving vegan. Eight episodes released soon. Uh, Russell Crowe, thanks for joining us this morning on George and Kitch. See you shortly. <laughs> Wonderful. Look at that. Great. Russell Crowe. Unbelievable. And he didn't get mad at us once. No, there was no phones that was being thrown. It's impressive. It's nothing. Unbelievable. Cannot wait for that series to come. Well, everyone, you know, it's, it's the new Tiger King. That's what they're saying. It's got to be huge. It's your Dubai 92 breakfast with George and Kitch. Well, that was it. That was the potty for another week. How good was that? If you'd like to, subscribe, like and share. If you could ever be so kind in these trying times. And as we can hear, he's got an email there, which we've got all old school and printed off to share with you. Subject, someone think of the teachers. Hey, George and Kitch. Heard you talking about e-learning on the last podcast, and you're absolutely right. It must be tough for parents to delve into their memory banks of quadratic equations. But spare a thought, if you will, for the teachers, particularly the teachers with their own kids at home with them, like me. You know, I was running a lesson this week, and my own children were being so creative in the background, hitting me over the head with dog toys, drawing on me, going to the bathroom, shouting what little children shout to their parents... Uh, at the end of a rather long visit to the bathroom. Oh, and if you've ever had a dog toy anywhere near you, those things are slobbery. Then, to top off a completely unsuccessful session, I spilt a cup of cold coffee that I hadn't even had a second to take a sip from, which made me shout a four-letter word you should never shout in front of the class. Goes without saying it ends in K. And I immediately hung up. Is it over yet? (laughs) Love the show. An anonymous teacher. And don't forget, breakfast at Dubai92.com if you'd like to get in touch. Good stuff.
Thanks for listening to this podcast from your Dubai 92. Listen live across the UAE on the Dubai 92 app at Dubai92.com or 92FM on your radio.